wall. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Good day, Bolt fan, and welcome to episode 86 of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, John Walls Jr., joined by two of my Chargers co-hosts and good buddies down there at the bottom of the screen over in Dripping Springs, Texas, Adroit Airs. How's it going, John? Howdy, y'all. It's, uh, it's pretty warm down here, but, you know, we're surviving. We're surviving. <laughs> I see the Texas accents coming on a dream. <laughs> you know, it's just a day at a time out here. It's a day at a time. So come on, give us an update. How many Chargers fans now have you stumbled across in Texas? Because apparently we don't have many, but I've seen plenty at training camp. There's a, there's a few. I haven't actually specifically fallen into any of them yet, but I know we're trying to get a group together for the Houston game because the game's going to be down in Houston, about three-hour drive. So um, there's a big group of us who are going to be there. There's a you know, diehard boat club, uh, Texas uh, chapter. So going to be working on, you know, them and there's a few I think very close to me. I've got one good friend who lives down in Kyle, which is about 25 minutes from where I live. Uh, and there's another one who's in the I think the New Brunfels area, which is about 40 minutes from where I where I, where I live. So there's a few in the area, but I'm working on it. We're gonna get some sort of watch parties going out here for sure. That sounds good. That sounds good. And up on the uh, top right there, Mr. Dan King, just down the road from myself, suffering in this intolerable heat. How's it going, Dan? It's warm, isn't it? <laughs> yes, not, not a is. fan. Not a fan. Even my even my uh, jug of water's sweating. <laughs> <laughs> was his water? It's was been a while. Water. It's been a while. Been a while. It's been a while. We'll have to bring that back, I think, for a, a new segment for the <laughs> uh, the new season. So, Bez is not with us tonight. I think he's getting the run around. I think it's very. For once, it's quite warm in the north of England. Uh, I think the children are unsettled. So, uh, big shout out to Bez, and he'll, he'll be back next week. Uh, I know he's uh, lining up the <laughs> podcast with them ahead of the. Uh, we've got a, we've got a dog barking in in Dripping Springs ahead of the new season. Um, next week, I'm interviewing uh, Neil Dutton and Dutton thirteen on Twitter. Uh, huge. Um, Fantasy guru, uh, he knows his stuff. Uh, we interviewed him last year, if you remember, in, in the in the preseason. So plenty of us are getting our teeth into. But we'll start off as always with uh, the Chargers training camp. We're we're now into our second week, and several players have been making a name for themselves. Um, none other than DeAndre Carter. Um, John, any any. Uh, any surprise with, with, with Carter um, doing his bit with the, with, with the wideouts there, making plenty of receptions? By all accounts, he's averaging sort of nine catches per, per session, which is great, considering how many drops we had last season. I mean, it, it it's not surprising. They, they've been wanting to get a, um, a, a downfield threat going. Um, you know, they like Guyton, but, you know, even Guyton with his speed um, doesn't quite have some of that explosiveness. And I think... Uh, Carter kind of brings that. Um, whether you can rely on him for a you know for a lot of packages, that's yet to be seen. But I think overall, um, he provides a, a, a nice little shot to the system. But against training camp, it's you know you want to read the tea leaves. You want to say, oh, this guy's standing out. That guy's standing out. But how many guys were hyped up during training camp? We kept hearing their name. 
in big plays, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't even make the roster, let alone get any shots, you know, as a starter until injuries happen. So, you know, I try to keep expectations tempered. What you see in training camp doesn't always equate to the field, right? You've got guys out there trying different things, right? Uh, you know, you talk about stuff when, oh, quarterbacks get, you know, a lot of interceptions and, uh, you know, in practice or whatever. And it's just like, honestly, they're trying to make throws in practice to see if it's something they might do in a game. You know, they may, they may have chosen to go a safer route, but instead push the ball down the field. And now safety X has, you know, got an easy pick or whatever. And I'm like, that's great. And maybe, maybe the defense forced it. Maybe the offense is just trying to make the big play happen. Uh, but in a real game scenario, they want to make that throw, right? They want to make that play. So I, I think it's hard for me to get too excited about any of these guys popping. Um, obviously, there's a lot of buzz about Josh Palmer really securing that wide receiver three spot. So, you know, that's news that when you talk about guys who had starting time last year, guys who have already shown that they can be players in the NFL, I get more excited about that than a special teams lifer who is, you know, popping on the practice field. So try not to get too excited about it. But obviously, like, if they can figure out a way to use him as a weapon, I mean, that's why they drafted Joe Reed, right? Joe Reed was supposed to be that kind of, you know, smaller player, but he's got a lot of explosiveness. And when you get him, the ball in his hands in open field, he could potentially make something happen. So they're looking for that guy, and maybe Carter's going to get some reps on the, uh, you know, uh, on a regular offense. But I don't expect him to get more than, what, a couple, couple looks a game at the most. So, you know, we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. Dan, any thoughts on DeAndre Carter as, as John covered all the bases? Yeah, I, th- I think John's John's fairly on on point there. That there's, I wait to see it in in game like speed and game time uh, in what four five weeks time, uh, whatever it is, four weeks now. Because um, e- even in in the preseason games, it's like, well, does does it really mean anything? Um, but yeah, if if we can utilize him, great. He's he's got speed. He's got elusiveness. Great. That's something we don't necessarily have across the board. So yeah, it'd be cool to see. Um, but again, uh, the 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 big talker receiver has been Palmer, has it? Has it not? Uh, he's listed as third on the unofficial depth chart. Yes. <laughs> ahead ahead of Guyton and Carter. So, but yeah. It, it all remains to be seen, really, doesn't it? So. Well, this is it. We're, we're in that point of the season, aren't we, where all there is to talk about is, is training camp and you've got the you've, you've got sections of each uh, franchise rooting for the guy that didn't do so well last year or the guy that's coming back from injury or the new guy that's coming in. You know, we're not going to see any of our key starters in, in Saturday's preseason game against the Rams. So this is an opportunity for the likes of Carter, Isaiah Spiller, Josh, Josh Palmer... Uh, and the like to to step up and, and make plays, but you're absolutely right, John. Training camp is training camp. As I wrote about on charge.bolts.com last night, you know, Asaya Spiller, he's he's making plays in in team drills, but once you get out there against the big hitters in a live game, in a meaningful game, not an exhibition game at full speed, it's going to be tough, and players are either going to sink or swim, and it's almost like we have to hang on hang on to every narrative going until we get into that week one uh, game against the Raiders. But I suppose the, the good thing is that we have got we're, the 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 beat reporters now are talking about competition uh, across all areas of the roster, which is what's needed. I think that's what's been missing from the Chargers for, for several years. And hopefully we're getting that now. But uh, speaking of wide receivers, I know uh, we, we, we're talking about uh, uh, Palmer 
Um, obviously, without a without a um, without a good quarterback, you've got no wide receivers. And big big talk about uh, again. It's only training camp, but uh, Justin Herbert uh, pick six. Uh, just here, Taylor. Um, I don't read too much into that training camp practice. That's where the, the mistakes are made. But obviously, that that youngster there, he'll be he'll be thriving. The fact that he's he's picked off one of the uh, premier quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. I mean, John, on on the on, on the quarterback situation, do you expect Chase Daniel to receive to get every snap in preseason? Because I don't expect to see Justin Herbert at all. Yeah, I mean, you may get Justin Herbert for glory, um, for like one or two series, maybe just to get him kind of tuned up on game speed uh, before the season starts. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I know uh, from a philo- philosophical standpoint, Staley tends to not put too much emphasis on preseason. Um, one of the things he's always said is that he likes to practice at game speed so that they so that they get the feeling for game speed, right? So, um, you know, whether it'll be, it'll be to see whether we actually see Justin Herbert in the preseason. I doubt it, um, but, you know, it'd be cool to see him get a few reps out there. I think you are going to see a lot of Chase Daniel and a lot of Easton Stick. I think it's really Chase Daniel is cemented as the backup, um, the mentor for for Herbert, the eyes on the sideline for Herbert, giving a veteran, uh, you know, having a veteran uh, voice in his ear and his helmet. Um, you know, whether he's a he would be a great starter if Herbert ever went down, I don't know. He'd be fine to fill in for a few series here and there. Uh, Easton Stick will be the interesting thing to watch. How does he perform in the preseason? Because, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, like, do we really need to carry three quarterbacks on the depth chart? I don't know. It seems like a strategic disadvantage given the fact that you want to carry as much depth in other positions. But, you know, the problem is when you have a veteran guy like Chase Daniel who doesn't, who's never really been much of a, a winner, I mean, he's an okay quarterback. He's a professional quarterback, but is he the guy you want running this team or do you want someone who has more upside and stick has always kind of had that quote unquote upside to him. Uh, stick, I think has a game a little bit more similar to Herbert uh, than, um, than Daniel possesses. So if you want the continuity in the offense, I think you're going to want to see stick out there a little bit more, even though he might want to run a little bit more with stick. So I don't know. I mean, do they carry stick or not? I, I think that's a good question. Uh, and that'll be something that maybe we've seen the preseason stick. If stick just doesn't, just doesn't pop, doesn't do it. Maybe he finally gets his walking papers and, you know, he's got a, you know, or maybe he's a practice squad guy. I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see that, I guess, but I, I don't expect to see any real Justin Herbert reps uh, with risk of injury or anything like that. I mean, any day somebody can step wrong on you, especially if you're playing with backups or, you know, worst case scenario, he goes in there maybe he's playing against most of the starters against the other team, but they've got, one or two guys who are backups trying to, you know, those guys are working extra hard. They're, they've, you know, they're yeah, trying someone to Someone going a little bit too extra. Yeah. Exactly. A little bit too extra trying to make that last roster spot. And now you've got someone going hit, hit him in the knee or the hand or the arm. And now he's out for a game or two. So I would really doubt we see Herbert in any preseason. I think it's going to be a lot of Daniel, Chase Daniels and a lot of stick. Uh, really kind of showing like, hey, Daniel's showing that he's the veteran presence, that he can run an offense, and Stick trying to prove that, hey, uh, I'm worth keeping on this roster for that reason. So. Isn't it amazing? If you remember two years ago when we first launched this podcast and, and charged at bolts.com, we were, we were writing, especially you, John, you did some great pieces on the, 
Tyrod Taylor and how he was going to change the uh, Chargers' offense. Uh, you know, handed over. The, it could have him, happened. It could have happened. Take over. He got he got injured pretty early in that game, and before I mean, honestly, like if you go watch the game before he got injured, he was looking pretty good. He yeah. you know he missed a few throws, but ultimately he was looking pretty solid. And then the injury happens, and then you can see his accuracy slip. Him missing receivers. Uh, him not taking chances that he could have probably because he had broken freaking ribs, right? Like, you know, and so it's just, it's hard to say what would have happened with Sherrod. You know, he's, he'll be yeah, a starter. I think with broken ribs, I don't think I'd be getting out of bed, let alone throwing a ball. I mean, I, shoot, I, 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 I bent over too quickly yesterday and I was out of commission for the rest of the day. So I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to say, hey, you know, he should have been better with broken, with I know. You know, bruised ribs or whatever. Like, no. <laughs> My wife will disagree, but on our last trip to Florida, I was on Summit Plummet. It's the first thing that we did in our two-week vacation. And I left the ramp, and I'm convinced that I cracked a rib. I, I couldn't even put my socks on. I was like, you need to put my socks on because I can't do it. And she was like, you've not broken it. I was like, yes, I have. So to play football with any type of broken bone or, um, you know, injury of that sort, it, it takes a lot of guts and uh uh, bravery uh, to do that, but it's just it's just amazing how, how how quickly things turn around in a, in a two year space. You know, I mean, oh how the turntables. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, we could have a whole episode here on on the quarterback narrative across the league. It's absolutely crazy, and there's teams like the Browns still trying to figure it out. You know, two years on after uh, you know we, we we drafted Justin Herbert, so it, it's absolutely crazy. But yeah, I don't expect to see Herbert. Um, in 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 preseason at all, I think he, he's looking sharp, and everyone said that. And why wouldn't you? In, interestingly, um, one of the uh, podcasts uh, the other day they were talking about you know Justin Herbert. Does he need to slow it down with, with when it, with the release? And it's like no, he'll just he'll just it's up to it was Austin Eckler actually on the Colin Hurd uh, show. It's like no, it's up to us to catch the ball. Um, he will. Start slowing things down later on as he as he gets a bit more uh, experience, but but for now he's got that cannonball arm um, and he's down to receivers to to make those catches. Um, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how. I know John, you and and I think uh, Dan, you, you said the same. Is is are we going to see the best of Mike Williams? We'll, we'll soon find out, but let's hope so. I just want to see plenty of uh, rotation. We don't want to be looking to predictable with the football um but we need everyone to step up and do their bit because um, unfortunately we're still in that division where we've got a lot of quality um which, which makes it we, i think that increases the pressure on the here and now with training camp getting things right and ironing ironing out the issues from last season but that's even more difficult when the fact that you've got different personnel you've got rookies coming in that have got to learn the pro game and you've got the likes of JC Jackson that are coming in to um, you, you know fit into a new scheme, and it's interesting that, according to reports, Herbert has yet to throw a football on the same size of field as JC Jackson. Now that would annoy me as JC Jackson, but I would understand why that is. But we'll just have to monitor that situation and see that how that goes down the line. Um, um moving on. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, Mr. Michael Davis said he had some off the field issues last season in 2021. Dan, do you think um, we can see an improvement now he's made those sort of uh, admissions? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's it's 
big to admit it and to admit that he let his personal life uh, enter and distract. Um, so it's I, I get it's it's big of him to come out and say that, but it's also feels a tad unprofessional to go, oh yeah, I let my personal situation affect the way that I performed. It's like, yeah, I, I guess we kind of expect it to, but it just feels a bit wrong uh, hearing it. Now, there's everyone's going to have distractions in their life, like surely. Um, yeah. It's just how you get through that and not let it affect you. Um, he said that this year he's managed to, uh, what was the quote? This year I was able to eliminate all the distractions and just get back to myself. I mean, I find it hard to imagine that you've got rid of all distractions. There's going to be something. Um, so Yeah, look at Philip Rivers. He had 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think the expectation is there that Davis will play well when he's on the field. But I don't think we're expecting to see him on the field as much as we would have done before, say, drafting uh, Sante Samuel or picking up uh, Jackson. So I think there's 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 less concern there that anything would affect him would affect the Chargers. Yeah. I think John, there's there's a there's a narrative as well around the the, the Chargers roster. You, you've got a a a small nucleus of players that you know they're up and down. They're up and down. Michael Davis, arguably Nazir Adderley. You know, um, Kenneth Murray, when he comes back from injury, I think, in my opinion, John, would you agree that a lot of those players in that bracket that we still haven't seen the best of, I think Brandon Staley could run out of patience with those types of players. Uh, I mean, we're moving forward now, but at the end of the season, if they don't show up, they'll, they'll they'll be getting moved on. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's hard to say, like, you want to keep depth, right? Like, you can't. Players with NFL experience are good that are that haven't really popped, in my opinion, are better than players who are unproven who are popping in training camp. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it's hard to say who's gonna be cut, who's gonna be depth, um, who's gonna do what um for this team. So again, trying to temper expectations, but yeah, I mean it's it's been very clear that Staley has an idea of the players he wants on his team, running his team. I mean, Kaiser White's a big deal. Um, he was one of our most productive linebackers last year, and they didn't even want to give him a couple million dollars to stay, you know, right? Is that because they don't like him? No. Is that because he's not a good player? No. It's it's because he's not the type of player to play the position the way that Staley wants it played. So, you know, I think that for all intents and purposes, Staley has been doing a great job culling this team of players, um, that aren't playing the way he expects them to play. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, right? Now that we've had a full year, we've been uh, we've seen them bring in a lot of players, a lot of new guys to fill positions. So where where does that shake out? You know, the second tier and third tier of players. Where do they end up? Right? He didn't have much of a choice last year. He probably had to keep guys on because who else is going to be there, right? But you know, you, we talk about Michael Davis, right? Uh, we're talking about like. You know, where is his position on this team with, with the quarter cornerbacks they brought in, right? Like before he was our number one, right? He didn't have much of a choice there. Now he's our number three or four, maybe, maybe five. I don't know. It depends on how Staley views him. But I, I mean, guys like Michael Davis are going to have a spot on this team. Um, contracts, obviously, and past pedigree 
Um, but they just won't have as big of roles. And we'll see how that turns out. Maybe we'll need them one day, right? Because, you know, people are going to go down, right? This is not a Charger curse thing. This is just an NFL reality. Players yeah. go down, right? It's the teams that can manage um, the position with the players they have as depth, right? And having Michael Davis maybe is not a starter, but maybe as a depth piece, that's a hell of a depth piece, if you ask me. A guy who could who could easily be the number two cornerback on a lot of different teams, um, having him be the number three or four cornerback on your squad, that's a hell that's a hell of a thing to have on there. And then you've got your safeties balling out, right? So, you know, I, I think I'm not trying to assume who's gonna make it or not. Um, or, or what players are you know going to be on the bubble based off, hey, these are not stay these guys, he didn't draft them. Because if now that they've had a year in the system, they say, hey, you know what, the way I played before, maybe not the way Staley wants me to play. If I want to play on this team, I might have to play differently. So I think, it, I, I think it'll be interesting at the very least to see who makes the team, who does it, and who's changing their game, right? I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear about, you know, oh, I had some off-field issues. I'm sorry to hear that, right? I have off-field issues all the time. I still go to friggin' work. You yeah. know, yeah. I still perform my job, you know, like, I- I'm sorry, like, it is what it is. And we'll see what happens. Right. We'll see what happens. Well, we'll stay. We'll have a quick short break and we'll stay with the defensive backs when we come back. You probably already know what we're talking about. Is there a story there? There's a story. We- we'll be talking. Oh, we'll, be t- <laughs> we'll be talking in about just over a minute's time. Football fans, join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by NFLPA. Now, you can play all season for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more. Just like daily fantasy football, build the NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions in prizes. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt to get your first card free. Plus pay for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back to the Charge Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, John Moss Jr., joined by my two fellow hosts, Dan King and John Ayres. We're talking training camp. We're talking, uh, you know, fringe players that might be making uh, a name for themselves in preseason, but one player who's not featured in training camp who is a star of this roster, Derwin James. Still not signed that contract. Are we nervous, Dan? Not yet. Um, Four weeks' time? Nervous. Right now, fairly relaxed, fairly relaxed, fairly optimistic. It seems like everyone wants this to get done. Um, And there could be a bit to it that's like, well, we'll get it done. We just won't bother making you... 
do anything that could injure yourself in the in the time until this is signed. So uh, I'm I'm not worried yet. Yeah, I'm not too sure what goes on between the front office and agents and players, but um, we've had some crazy stories of sportsmen and women down the history of sports in, in the last certainly 25, 30 years. Or by, uh, Paul Gastoin's a famous one. I'll sign for you if you buy my sister a sunbed. So uh, it's absolutely crazy. I've got no idea what, what what's going on between the charges of Derwin James. But John, are we at panic stations? Are we still sanguine about the issue? How are you feeling? I mean, here's the deal. Um, Telesco has, is very clear on his policies. He doesn't negotiate in season. So I think Derwin James, and honestly, I don't blame the guy, right? He's He's, you know... He's trying to get this deal done where he's played a majority of the season last year. We saw what his potential is. He's trying his best to try to mitigate this whole injury factor, right? So, you know, Tom Telesco, I'm sure, has a number, and I'm sure they're building in. You know, and usually in these things, I think, uh, when it comes to injury, um, and again, I'm not there at the table. I'm, I'm speculating. But in, when, it, when you look at historicals on things like this, especially with players, with the kind of upside as well as injury downside as at James, it's usually a sticking point in guaranteed money, right? Like I don't think they have any problem making him one of the highest paid safeties in the league. I think they probably have a problem giving him a massively, you know, guaranteed contract like they've been giving out. They've been doing, they've been pretty regularly giving out contracts with high guarantees and he's probably looking around going, okay, I want that guarantee too. Um, he's probably also looking at his value and they're probably giving him, Hey, we want to make you the highest paid safety in the league. And he's like, well, I'm kind of a safety and a cornerback. And obviously the disparity in what you pay a safety and what you pay a cornerback, very different. So I'm guessing he's trying to, you know, and again, I'm only using this as an example. It is not the same thing, but it's kind of like someone like a, um, you know, like Le'Veon Bell, right? Who's trying to say, hey, I'm not just a running back. I'm a wide receiver for you guys. Like, I should be paid kind of as both positions, not just one. Tight ends, right? Guys like Kelsey and Kittle, they want to be paid as wide receivers, not as tight ends. Tim Tebow wants to be paid like a quarterback, not like a tight end. I mean, he just wants to be paid in general, I think, to play the game. He probably played for free, let's be honest. Um, But, um, I think that the issue is just that I think they're probably haggling over kind of what's the total valuation for him at his position. And I'm sure guaranteed money is a big deal here, right? He wants more guaranteed money. The team's like, you've missed a lot of games. We're probably not going to give you a massive guarantee, right? So I'm sure there's haggling. I'm not worried. The way the CBA is is set up, it is absolutely not in the favor of the players. I don't know what players between these, like, you know, how arbitration cases and penalties work out and how like you how you know contracts are set up and how you can quote unquote fight your contract um, all heavily favored in the league's favor. So um, uh, I, I really think that, you know, it's kind of one of the things where there's, he's not going to be able to miss games, right? He, he will miss, he'll lose money. He'll get massive fines, right? No one, he doesn't want to miss games. He wants to be part of the team. So I'm not worried if they can't get it done before the season starts, which again, we still have weeks to go. He's probably not playing in any preseason games anyways, given his history, right? You're not, I'm not throwing him out there against the third string Rams or, or Cowboys offense. Hell no. Right. I'm not putting him out there. Right. So, you know, and honestly, he's rehabbing his shoulder a little bit, 
he's probably he probably wasn't going to do a lot in preseason anyways, given his shoulder that he's rehabbing from, right? So ultimately, this this is a zero out of out of a hundred. This is a zero point zero zero one worry meter for me. Okay, I don't I don't worry about it. Worst case scenario, it doesn't get done. He's going to play the full season, right? Because for a player like him who has injury questions, if you want if you have problems with the with the money that you're getting guaranteed, well, go and play a full season. Now you've done two full seasons. Yeah, now you've done basically two, and he doesn't have to be a full season, one or two games, whatever. Just don't miss half the season, right? If he can play the majority of the season, he's now played two seasons in a row, majority of the season, you start to lose all that leverage in the, well, you've got an injury history, right? It's like, yeah, I did, now I don't. It's the history, this is the now, pay me now. Yeah, so. we, we saw it with Keenan Allen, similarly, like, Oh, he's injury prone. He's injury prone. Gets in, smashes it, plays a full season, doesn't miss a game for a while, and everything takes care of itself as a result. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had I've had discussions with people online about this. People like you know, especially Chiefs fans. For some reason, they want to talk shit on Keenan Allen, and I go, you know, he's played more games than Tyreek Hill, right? In the last five seasons, people don't know that he actually played more games. Um, you know. Hill had injuries and suspensions and other things. So, but still, my point is, you know, Keenan Allen, it can happen. Some guys come into the league and it just happens. You have these weird freak injuries or these issues that happen and they pile up early. But once you get through it, you got it, you know. I'd be more concerned if we had a a uh, very inexperienced or a rookie uh, general manager. But Tom Tesco has been around long enough to be dealing with some of the, the, the biggest things yeah. in the league. And, you know, this is another narrative. There's no football being played. You know, this is still a headline if this was, you know, if 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 Joe and James are demanding money uh, in the regular season, it's still a headline. But it's not as big of an headline when the Chargers are 6-0, 7-0. Oh, oh. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm not overly concerned at this point. We'll just keep tracking it. We're going to wake up one day or you're going to switch on the, the NFL network at lunchtime and the deal will be done. But let's just get it over the line because you know we've 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 spoken about Nazir Adley many times in this podcast, and when you start taking away key players like Derwin, you know, like any of the top uh, Premier players on our roster, and it's the same across the league as well with the other thirty-one teams, things start to look a little bit a little less sort of uh, appealing. Um, He's a massive part of our game, doing James. There's no way the bolts are going to let him walk. So let's just see how this one plays out. It's what the 11th of August is recording this. We've still got a long way to go yet before um, week one of the regular season. Um, so yeah, let, let's see what goes down. What other news have we got? What other news have we got? Kickers. Apparently, our boy has been making some nice kicks in in training camp. Um, which is, is nice to see. No, I haven't. They didn't even invite <laughs> me. Well, DK, Dustin Hopkins, you know, you, Dan, Dustin, same sort of thing. But uh, I think I think there's one area of training camp that can be re- replicated into the into the real game, and that is that is a kick in field goals. Okay, you haven't got the pressure of the uh, the, the fan base. It's not like you're you're kicking a field goal in Soldier Field in the, in the middle of uh, uh, December when the wind's blowing uh, 55 miles an hour, but it is one of those areas that we need to really improve on. And let's just hope that Dustin Hopkins keeps making uh, those conversions, getting that. Um, I don't know if it's a 
a, a, a monkey on his back because of the fact that we've had so many issues at that position, but it needs to be nailed down. We need someone that is going to uh, show up. I, I believe Justin Tucker has just had a, a, a massive uh, payday uh, over there in, in Baltimore for a reason, because he does what he does best, converts field goals. So that, that's interesting to see that uh, we're not struggling in that department as of yet. We'll soon find out when we start playing uh, the exhibition games and, and we go into the regular season. Um, any any other standout players that come to mind for you, John, in, uh, in, in training camp? I don't think so. Um, if I'm really thinking about it, um, you know, the only thing I've kind of been monitoring, I mean, obviously we've all been monitoring the right tackle um, yep. situation. Uh, unfortunately, there are no standouts from, from from what I've gathered from reports. No one's really taken that step forward going, I'm the right tackle. So who knows? Um, the other thing no, I guess right is... Tackle, just the wrong tackle. Oh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Um, I've, I've been kind of monitoring the running back situation. Um, you know, not necessarily stand out. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I'm a huge Spiller fan. I think he is the, he, he's the next big thing for this team. So on, on uh, that, John, were you surprised to see he's not, um, higher on the unofficial depth chart? Uh, he's just, this is the fourth running back behind the round tree. He's a rookie. Um, yeah. That's behind the uh, and Kelly. Yeah, these uh, these these uh, unofficial death charts. Um, they're unofficial for a reason. Half, half the time, they're put out by somebody from the marketing and PR team, uh, or the or the website team, not the actual coaches. Um, additionally, it's not uncommon whatsoever early on in camps, early on in preseason, for all the rookies to be on the bottom of every depth chart. That's kind of a nod to the vets, like, "Hey, vets, you've kind of earned." being the third or fourth running back. Now, does that change? Absolutely. Spiller is by far the best running back besides Austin Eckler on this team. He is the number two running back. Do not get that twisted. However, uh, you know, I am very happy to see reports that Joshua Kelly is looking pretty good. I hate to jump back on the Joshua Kelly train because, you know, uh, I, I thought he had some real potential. Um, but a lot of reports We could use our sound bite again. <laughs> Apparently, Joshua Kelly's been doing really well in pass protection drills. Now, pass protection is huge from that position. Yes, which is good. It's it's refreshing to hear positive things about both Palmer and Kelly. So that that's a good thing, in my opinion, because confidence and ability work hand in glove. And yeah, I think we should get behind Joshua Kelly because again, it makes for a competitive roster. There's, there's, there's teams out there in the NFL that if you get their diehard fans on, they'll name you 1-53 to 53 right now. I don't think you can do that with the Chargers because there's there's areas where people are going to fight to the to the you know the very end for those for those positions. I think that's great for competition, and we need a strong roster if we're going to get to the uh, uh, make a deep playoff run in 2022. So yeah, I mean Joshua Kelly, the other one that we have haven't spoke about yet, and I wrote about this uh, last night. Zion Johnson, we can't expect him to uh, come into the league and play as well as Rashawn Slater did last year, can we? Uh, yes, we can, because apparently he's been frigging awesome 
Um, he's he's one on one drills. The, the guy is an immovable object. Um, I think he'll be really, really good. Um, I do expect to see him out in pre-season. I think it'll be great for him to get some uh, uh, live reps out there against, uh, you know, three-quarter opponent, if you like that, because he's never full speed in, in, in pre-season. But I think he will hit the ground running in week one against those Raiders who we're going to torch. Would you disagree with that, Dan? No disagreements here. Um, and thinking of um, actual live football, I just got the push notification come through from Game Pass saying preseason matches kick off tonight. And it, it just feels that little bit more real. It does. It also means that I'm feeling tired just thinking about going for another season. I'm 45 <laughs> now. Every year it gets harder and harder and harder to be a UK-based NFL fan. It's not, it's not I'm, good. I'm hoping that this year my little one starts showing an interest. So, we'll, um, Yeah, we'll just make sure. The Mrs. problem Kitt is he's more likely to be during the Panthers game than he is during the Chargers games. So, I, I don't know. His, his uncle did buy him a Christian McCaffrey jersey a year ago, but he's outgrown that, so we're good. I, I I've got pictures of him in his budget jersey, so we're good. That's not good. John John's uh, daughter definitely a Chargers fan, one hundred percent. So that that's all good. Um, so yeah, all good, guys. It's another week closer to the regular season. Um, <laughs> let's hope that uh, this year's going to be a good one. I'm up for it, but we are every year. John, any final points from you? Anything you want to cover? Anything that we've missed? No, I mean again preseason. Um, you know, I, I love reading all the content. Uh, I love reading the over overhyped guys. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, tempered expectations. I think we have a pretty solid understanding of who's going to be playing and starting in most positions. I think there are those small, you know, small battles that we are all looking at. Right, right tackle, uh, running back depth. Uh, you know, rotation of cornerbacks and safeties. I think those are things we're all looking at. But ultimately, I, I don't think there's a lot of questions about, you know, who's going to play where um, and what's going to happen. I think we all kind of have a good idea. So I'm just honestly, I'm just always watching and hoping to not see any injury up to every time somebody is absent from from practice. I'm always like holding my breath. You know, Mike, Mike Williams missed a practice the other day. And I was like, <gasps> yeah, you know, like you just. You just hold your breath and hope it was just like a day off, some small, you know, small aches and pains early in the season while they're still getting conditioned. Like, you know, you always just, you're just terrified you're going to hear that, oh, carted off with a knee injury or, you know, his back injury, which, you know, inflamed this or inflamed that. But uh, that's, that's pretty much all I'm really looking for. Um, you know, I will try to catch some of that, um, some of that game on Saturday. Uh the uh, the cat is away. My my wife and my daughter are out uh, on a little mini vacation back to California, so it is just me by myself here. So I'm uh, you know I'll catch some of that game. I've gotten up early to watch Arsenal uh, win a second game and, and remain on the top of the of the standings. So uh, you know it'll be a good day on Saturday. And now you've got Arsenal all or nothing to watch as well. I mean, right? There's a thing. So a lot of content for me to watch while they're not around telling me, Daddy, what are all the ponies? I, I tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really honest with you. I'm going to be really bored to watch Arsenal 
all or nothing. <laughs> uh, there is a local Austin Gooners club here who meet up for to watch games, so I'm going to try Happy to go catch days. a game in Austin. Yep. Happy days. I, I, was on, I was on their Facebook group, and the first question they asked was, uh, "What you know? What comes to mind when you hear the word Tottenham?" And uh, I had, I had to keep it PG. I think. <laughs> well, I work with a lot of West Ham and Tottenham fans. They're either West Ham or Tottenham. Uh, so a bunch of idiots. I'm sorry to hear that. Must yeah, be a tough job. Must be a tough job. Die hard. Some of them are season ticket holders, but don't forget hard knocks as well. I always like hard, watching hard knocks. The the Lions, I think, are getting the the uh, the Lions share yeah, the Lions. of of, uh, of hard knocks this year. That that'll be fun. I don't think the Lions have been fun to watch since uh, Megatron retired. But um, I disagree. I think well, maybe the Lions aren't fun to watch, but their head coach sure is fun to watch. So, Ooh, what's his name again? <laughs> Yeah, I, honestly, I don't even remember his name. I didn't think it's he, they call him the kneecap fighter. I don't know. I don't even know his name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name. Dan, any last points from you? Nothing. Nothing. I think there's there's no to watch. What's that? Colchester United, all or nothing to watch. <laughs> no, but we did beat Ipswich during the week. So everyone's like, everyone's now good. Everyone in the states now googling what? Where the hell's it? Twenty-one percent possession, two shots, one on target, and we won one nil. So, I think I think our viewers would understand it more if your cat was talking right now. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, that's it um, for another episode of Charged Up Bolts. Uh, thanks for joining in. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to sign up to DraftKings Rainmakers with promo code TPPN. We'll probably be back next week when we rescued Bez from his children. Hopefully, he's going to show up with some Chargers gear. I'm not hopeful. Probably got more chance the Jets winning the Super Bowl in the next three seasons. Ain't going to happen. Where can we find you on socials, John? Uh, as always, at Android Airs. Dan? And you can find me at UKLA Chargers. I'm Endzone85. Don't forget to follow Bez the Spaniard, uh, a.k.a. Elliot Bermudez. We are Charged Up underscore Bolts and Charged Up Pod. So you can find them across all socials or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Get your questions in. If you want to appear on the podcast as a special guest, give us a shout on, on, on Twitter and we'll get you on. Enjoy the preseason. Don't eat too many hot dogs, John. Don't eat too much barbecue. Dan, stay cool. Look after the cat, the baby, and the missus, and I'll catch you later on. Bolt up. Bolt up. Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.